one and that of all but the region between the Rhine and the Volga in World War II. The American Civil War produced carnage that has often been thought reserved for the combination of technological proficiency and inhumanity characteristic of a later time. The impact and meaning of the war's death toll went beyond the sheer numbers who died. Death's significance for the Civil War generation arose as well from its violation of prevailing assumptions about life's proper end, about who should die, when and where, and under what circumstances. Death was hardly unfamiliar to mid-19th century Americans. By the beginning of the 1860s, the rate of death in the United States had begun to decline, although dramatic improvements in longevity would not appear until late in the century. Americans of the immediate pre-war era continued to be more closely acquainted with death than are their 21st century counterparts. But the patterns to which they were accustomed were in significant ways different from those the war would introduce. The Civil War represented a dramatic shift in both incidents and experience. Mid-19th century Americans endured a high rate of infant mortality, but expected that most individuals who reached young adulthood would survive at least into middle age. The war took young, healthy men and rapidly, often instantly, destroyed them with disease or injury. This marked a sharp and alarming departure from existing preconceptions about who should die. As Francis W. Palfrey wrote in an 1864 memorial for Union soldier Henry L. Abbott, the blow seems heaviest when it strikes down those who are in the morning of life. A soldier was five times more likely to die than he would have been if he had not entered the army. As a chaplain explained to his Connecticut regiment in the middle of the war, neither he nor they had ever lived and faced death in such a time with its peculiar conditions and necessities. Civil War soldiers and civilians alike distinguished what many referred to as ordinary death, as it had occurred in pre-war years, from the manner and frequency of death in Civil War battlefields, hospitals, and camps, and from the war's interruptions of civilian lives. In the Civil War, the United States, North and South, reaped what many participants described as a harvest of death. By the midpoint of the conflict, it seemed that in the South, nearly every household mourns some loved one lost. Loss became commonplace. Death was no longer encountered individually. Death's threat, its proximity, and its actuality became the most widely shared of the war's experiences. As a Confederate soldier observed, death reigned with universal sway, ruling homes and lives, demanding attention and response. The Civil War matters to us today because it ended slavery and helped to define the meanings of freedom, citizenship, and equality. It established a newly centralized nation-state and launched it on a trajectory of economic expansion and world influence. 
But for those Americans who lived in and through the Civil War, the texture of the experience, its warp and woof, was the presence of death. At war's end, this shared suffering would override persisting differences about the meanings of race, citizenship, and nationhood to establish sacrifice and its memorialization as the ground on which North and South would ultimately reunite. Even in our own time, this fundamentally elegiac understanding of the Civil War retains a powerful hold. Death transformed the American nation as well as the hundreds of thousands of individuals directly affected by loss. The war created a veritable republic of suffering, in the words that Frederick Law Olmsted chose to describe the wounded and dying arriving at Union hospital ships on the Virginia Peninsula.